uh, teens. This is, um, it's a photograph, it's made out of paper. It's kind of like a Snapchat, you know, but, but it doesn't go away. And back in the day, we wrote things on the back. You didn't have very much room to write on it. But when I pursued a relationship with her, I had a certain motive. And I will tell you, it was more of a phileo type motive. And I missed out on how God looks at how marriage can be. And quite honestly, in this day and age, there is seemingly unlimited opportunity to do more one of my favorite parts, because we just repeat the same material every time we do it, it is to see uh, adults who are about my age come and then say, I want to come back and bring my adult kids. And uh, you pray for it, because I can't say I ever saw this, but these are two of the uh, biggest things the Lord's doing. I like your pastor. So I said, I will take the time to pop by and at least let you know what's out there. Brother John, it's exciting. So uh, if that's piqued anybody's interest, let me know for sure. We'll uh, start making some plans for it. Take your Bible, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians, I'm aware of the time, all right? So don't panic. I know that we have play practice after this, and I know that uh, it's Sunday night, and you want to get home and watch football probably. I don't know. Did anybody know, by the way, I don't know how many of you knew, that uh, Michael Huggins actually went to Germany to watch the Colts play this last week. They played last Sunday in Germany. Uh, He's still trying to make it back from Germany. He's stuck in London right now. Uh, I think he's finally gotten on. Has he gotten on a plane yet, do we know? No, he's stuck in London right now. Okay, all right. So uh, tomorrow, 11.50 a.m. London time. What time is that for us? Do you have any idea? I don't know. About 7 o'clock or something? Okay, so anyway, pray for Michael. We'd like for him to get home. But anyway, uh, I can't feel real sorry for him. He went to Germany to watch the Colts play, so okay. (laughs) So anyway, I'm just saying, I know you've got a lot, and I'm watching the time, and we'll make sure you get out of here. This is my opportunity for Thanksgiving this morning and and tonight. Tuesday is your opportunity for Thanksgiving. We have pie and praise on Tuesday morning and Tuesday night. Next Sunday is Pastor or Evangelist Chris Miller's opportunity for Thanksgiving because he'll be preaching for us next Sunday morning and Sunday night. So, uh, you know, we just need to kind of get ready for that. We will be planning on uh, celebrating the Lord's table together next Sunday night after the evening service. So uh, if you uh, want to start preparing your heart and mind for that as well. Tonight, I want to look at being thankful for Jesus. Uh, thankful for what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Uh, The Apostle Paul has a theme, a running theme in all of his books about what he's thankful for. And we looked at that this morning in in comparison to others. And tonight we're going to look at his thankfulness for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15 says this, Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. And that, by the way, is Jesus hard to put into words what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Father, make us truly thankful people as we reflect and remember all of the wonders that come to us through Jesus Christ. God, I pray that we would be thankful. I pray that we would honor you, that we would lift you up, that we would lift Jesus up that we would see him as the way, the truth, the life, not only for us, but for those around us. That we would have a desire to know Jesus better, 
to serve him in greater fashion, to honor him with our lives. And help us to be thankful people. Lord, we'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But thanks be to God. I, I love this phrase, for his unspeakable gift. Think about this, the idea that the Apostle Paul is so overwhelmed with the gift of Jesus Christ in his life that he can't even put into words what God has done. That, that's the idea of this unspeakable gift. It doesn't mean that we can't speak about him. It doesn't mean that we don't speak about him or shouldn't speak about him. It means that it is difficult to, for words to be able to express everything that God does for us and through us in, in Jesus Christ. And so I want us, this as we're in this Thanksgiving season, to, to reflect on, on Jesus Christ. We already mentioned that he's the way, the truth, and life. Guess what? No man cometh unto the Father but by him, which means the only way you're getting to heaven is through Jesus Christ. If, you've, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me be the one to tell you, you're not going to heaven. Uh, we don't get to heaven by coming to church, by getting baptized, reading our Bible, by giving, giving money, uh, we, don't get, we don't get to heaven by uh, doing good things for other people, being nice and smiling. Uh, none of that gets us to heaven. What gets us to heaven is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what the Apostle Paul is focusing on here. As he said, but thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. And we're going to start in Revelation. It's kind of a weird place, but I want to start here because the Apostle Paul, or the Apostle John, I'm sorry, here, is going to give us something unusual. Uh, he's, he's actually going to be thankful for something that is you and I might not think of to put on the list of thankfulness about Jesus Christ. We're in Revelation chapter 11, and let's look at verse 17 together. Revelation 11:17 says this, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. The idea that Jesus Christ is is endued with power from God that Jesus Christ will reign and rule. Why, does I, why do I care? Why do I even care about that? Somebody tell me. Why does it matter? Why should I be thankful for this? Say it again. Think about that for a moment. The world will be right. He, he, everything is going to be made right. Uh, you know, the, the concept of redemption and the Bible says that all nature groans under the curse. And the concept of redemption is that the curse is removed. And that curse is removed from everything that is under the curse. It's a, it's a wonderful concept. That's, that's beyond this reigning here. But, but, you know, the idea that the world will be right, that God has empowered Jesus to reign. Anything else? Why does it matter to me that Jesus is in charge? We'll never be alone. No sin? I want you to hear this. Because it's coming up again. The, the power that has been given to Jesus is the power to... Remember Jesus even said this. So that you will know that the Son of Man has power to forgive sins. This is a big deal. Because if Jesus doesn't have power to do what he's promising to do for us, then what's the point, right? So uh, all of these things, we can begin to think about, but I'm going to just take that verse and chew on it for a while as we're in this Thanksgiving uh, time, and let's let the Lord show us how we can be thankful for Jesus. Now we're in, back to the Apostle Paul, Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, verse 23, 24, and 25. You're familiar with this passage. You'll know it. 
uh, when we start reading. It says this, But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Now, I want to be careful how, how I say all this. Is the Apostle Paul a Christian when he's writing this passage? I want you to notice the tense of his description. Take a look at it again. I see in my, a, 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 another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Go on to verse 24. I'll let you throw it up there. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall, future, deliver me from this body of death? This is a challenge for us as Christians. In Christ, I am forgiven, right? I stand before God justified, just as if I'd never sinned. I'm justified. I stand before God redeemed. Having said that, I get up every day and I fight a battle. Because the, the, the completion of redemption hasn't taken place yet. I am sealed by the Holy Spirit of God until that day of redemption. And in the process, we get up every day, and the Apostle Paul says things like this, I die daily right? It's a battle. We get up every day, we put on the whole armor of God. What For what reason? That we might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Because we're fighting a battle every day. And so this is the current state of every one of us. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body? Do you ever get discouraged, by the way? I'm not talking about your pastor. I probably discourage you a lot. But you, do you get discouraged about yourself? You, know, you just get up and it's like, I cannot believe I'm fighting this battle again. Because I don't know about you, you know, it's the devil, that the wiles of the devil concept, the battles that I fight with my flesh are not like new battle every day. It's like fighting the same battle over and over and over again. That's why Paul has to die daily. The idea that we, that we would just have that victory is wonderful, but, oh, the Apostle Paul's like, I, I, the things I know I should do, I don't. The things I know I shouldn't do, I do. And I'm in this constant battle. And he, he comes to this declaration, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? But keep going, let me show you the who, because here's where he's thankful. The next verse, I thank God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I want to... I want to bring you to something. Teenage, you got to listen up. While I said, yes, you fight the same battle over and over again, the reality is, can you have victory here? Yes. Victory is not just a future event. It is something we can have here. And we have it here. We're guaranteed it. The Apostle Paul says, I know what's in the future, he says. Who will deliver me from this body of death? One day, this mortal puts on immortality. Everything changes. Wow. You know why? Because Christ is on the throne. Because Christ is in charge. He has the power, the authority to make that happen. And I stand redeemed in him. Fighting this battle today. But he can also give me victory. And the Apostle Paul's 
putting this together. So then, with the mind, I, my, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. I know I'm in this struggle, but the Apostle Paul says, I'm not going to get discouraged because through Jesus Christ, I will serve the, with my mind, I will serve the law of God, not the law of sin. And it's that challenge that we need to be thankful for what Christ gives us. How does... <clears throat> I'm going to ask somebody to grab... Scott, would you grab my water? Sitting right behind Miss Lorette on that ledge. My voice is just not going to hold up. So, how? Make this practical for me. Thank you, I appreciate it. How does uh, this work? How does Christ bring us to this victory? Um, there's, a, there's a power that is spoken of by the Apostle Paul in the description of how Paul or God, Christ is going to bring us to this victory. What's that power that's spoken of? It is the gospel, but as Christians, we have a power available to us. The Holy Spirit, as he mentions in the next. We have the Holy Spirit of God living in us. And the, the power, the strength of that power is described this way. Resurrection power. 1 Corinthians 15 is about the resurrection power. Excuse me, I gotta dig in this. Okay, unfortunately, I can laugh now. So, uh, so some of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, that's what's available through the Holy Spirit of God, through the Word of God, through the Gospel, all these powers that God speaks of. The Word of God is quick and powerful. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And we can come to victory in our lives through the power that Jesus holds. That is why Jesus, being empowered by God, is so all-important. That he is, he does have the authority to, to do this. So, thinking through this, it's Thanksgiving. Can you think of something that God has shown forth his power, the power of Jesus Christ, the resurrection power of the gospel, in your life, leading you to victory, leading you to a, a who shall deliver me from this body of death. That's what Christ wants to do for us. We have something to be thankful for, and I think sometimes we forget what it is that we have to be thankful for. When the Apostle Paul says, who shall deliver me from this body of death, it's not a desperation statement because he follows up with the answer, Jesus Christ. Do I have Jesus Christ? Am I a Christian? Do I know Christ? Then guess what? The power of the resurrection, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the power of this Holy Scripture is mine. And Christ can use that to lead me to that victory that he wants. And I'm, I'm going to encourage us to be thankful for Jesus Christ and be looking for the, the victory that he's wanting to bring us to. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, here's what the Apostle Paul says. And I'm going to challenge us here. I, I know... I'm aware that uh, this is a very specific statement. I'm going to read it and then I'll, then I'll, uh, then I'll uh, explain it. All right? First, First Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 says this, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful. And what did he do? Putting me in the ministry. He said, well, pastor, that's you. Of course, you know, you're in the ministry, you're a pastor. But I would challenge you with the idea that there's not anyone in this room that's not called a ministry. Not a single person. And if you know Jesus Christ, your Savior. When we are saved, 
We are brought into his kingdom for a purpose. We are all called to do some ministry. Moms, you got a ministry? If you don't, you need to talk to somebody tonight. Because yes, you do. Dads, husbands, wives. Do you have any neighbors, by the way? Teenagers, you got some, some kids you go to school with? If you know anybody, you have a ministry. God is called. And he's, the Apostle Paul said, I want to thank Jesus for something. I thank Jesus Christ that he's put me in the ministry. Ministry is not a burden. It is not. I, I say this all the time. And the reason I say it is because it's true. Everyone should be so privileged as to live my life. I have lived a blessed life. If I die today, I die a happy man. And if God allows me to live for another 30 years, and my wife's saying, please, no. But anyway, if God allows me to live for another 30 years, it'll, it, it, I will die a happy man. I mean, God has been good to me. And part of that goodness is the privilege of being used by the God of heaven, of being put into ministry, of being counted worthy. Well, listen, there's nothing John Ray's done to be worthy of ministry. Nothing the Apostle Paul had done to be worthy of ministry. What makes us worthy? The blood of Jesus Christ, right? Thank be to God or Jesus Christ our Lord. He's the one that's enabled us and then made us worthy of being called into ministry. Through the gospel we, we come to Christ and then he enables us to accomplish the work that he's called us to do. And I tell you, I, I don't want you to shy away from it. I was thrilled. This afternoon, Pastor Brett had a meeting with the uh, people who want to help out with Children's Church and Sunday School. And there were, there's a table of teenagers sitting in there. And uh, I walked over to that table of teenagers and I said, please tell me you're not just here with your parents. That you've actually... You're volunteering. And they were like, no, no, here, we're here because we're volunteering to work. Yes! Praise the Lord. That's what you want, right? I mean, what a joy. Pastor Brett then said, hey, I think we have five college students that signed up too. Was, like, was it five, Pastor Brett? Five college students signed up to, to help as well. Like, yes! That's what you want. Because serving Christ isn't a burden. It's a privilege. And I promise you, teenager, six months into this, you're going you're gonna to be with the Apostle Paul saying, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me, putting me into the ministry. What a joy it is. And if you're missing out on service, then this needs to be your Thanksgiving thing. You need to say, Lord, I want to find out what that is. And if you're already in, in ministry, then make sure that you haven't slipped into the complaining side of it, Right? Are there problems in ministry? Why? There's people in ministry. That's exactly right. It's messy. That's the way I always describe it. Ministry is messy. It's sticky. It is. If you're going to get involved in people's lives, it's sticky. You know, it's like, it's like a, a little kid comes to you and they've just eaten the chocolate bar, right? And they're like, it's all over their hands, it's all over their face, and you're supposed to help clean them up. That's always a lot of, it's sticky. But it's worth it. It's worth it. And so uh, the Apostle Paul, I want to thank the Lord for 
put him into ministry. First Corinthians chapter, Second uh, Corinthians, I'm sorry, chapter two, verse fourteen says this. Now thanks be to, unto God, which always circle that word. We're in Second Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. Thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to trump, triumph. I'm sorry, in Christ, He causes us to triumph in Christ. And maketh them manifest, uh, and maketh manifest the Savior of His knowledge by us in every place. This is where God is leading us in Jesus Christ to triumph. First Corinthians chapter fifteen says this: "O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of the sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ." And then Paul concludes it this way, and I'll conclude it as well. He's, okay, I'm thanking God for sitting on the throne, for Christ sitting on the throne. I'm thanking uh, Christ for what he's done in my life, empowered me for what he's done, putting him in the ministry, for the victory, the, the triumph that he's leading me to, and death and hell and the grave and nothing can, can beat the blood of Jesus Christ. And he comes to this conclusion. Be ye, because of all these things, thankful Christian, be steadfast, unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know how we show thanksgiving this morning? We talked about it. We show thanksgiving by our lips, right? Our sacrifice of praise. That was clear in the, serve, in, in the, in the verse we read this morning. Tonight, you know how we show thanksgiving? By the abounding in his work. It says abounding in the work of the Lord, not just abounding, but always abounding in the work of the Lord. It's time to get busy. Hard to say I'm a thankful person. Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for doing all this for me. Now just bless me while I sit over here and play a video game. You know how we show our thanks? We open our mouth and we speak it. That's this morning. Tonight, we show our thanks by always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing this, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please. Christian, are we thankful? This morning, are we opening our mouth or our lips speaking forth his thanksgiving and his praise? Are we, are we offering to him a sacrifice of praise because we're, we're speaking thanksgiving? That was this morning. Tonight, Christian, are we thankful? Are we abounding in the work whereunto he has called us? Are we abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the labor is not in vain? I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir, it's Sunday night, and most of you, I'm looking around, most of you are carrying a, are shouldering some kind of ministry uh, here in the church, and I appreciate that. The ministry of our families, the ministry of our, the workplace that God has called us to, we're to abound in, the, in that work that he's called us to. Are we thankful people? Pastor John whether it's speaking, whether it's working, I have to be honest, God spoke to my heart this, today in these messages of considering, am I a thankful person? And Pastor, I find myself whining, griping, and complaining way too often and doing less praise, less labor, which is not in vain. Pastor, I want to be that thankful Christian. Would you pray that God will just work in my heart and life to show forth that? Would you slip your hand and let me see that so I can pray for you? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, make us thankful people. Forgive me, God, when I get caught up in my own selfishness and start whining and complaining and 
God, help us to focus on your son as we enter into this Thanksgiving season. The triumph that you've given us through him. The victory that you've given us through him. Help us to be able to enjoy the ministry that you place us in and be thankful people. And we'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing together. Number 61, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. You step out, let the Lord have his way. Would you as he's spoken to your heart? There have been names I love to hear But never has there been a name so dear To this heart of mine as the name divine the precious, precious name of Jesus. Jesus is the sweetest name I know, and he's just the same as his lovely name, and that's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. She's coming. All right, she's coming back in. So we have a, we've met with some people this morning who would like to join the church. We want to uh, introduce them to you tonight. Uh, Brother Jan, uh, Jan, <laughs> Ron Yarborough, am I saying that right? Uh, comes to us. He is, by the way, a retired pastor and pastored for 45 years, did you say? Brother Ron, have you trusted Jesus Christ, your Savior? Amen. And if you died right now, you know you go to heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have followed the Lord in believer's baptism? Amen. And it's your desire to join our church and serve the Lord in this place? Amen. That's exciting. All those in favor of sending Brother Ron to the membership of the church, let me know by raising your hand and oppose same sign. I'm going to tell you what he said this morning. He said, um, you know, he came to our revival, Dave Young, last year, uh, last summer for the first time. And he said, and then I found out your pastor could preach as good as Dave Young. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> and then he did say almost. All right. <laughs> but anyways, praise the Lord. Great to, great, great to have you. Okay, where's she at? Miss Nicole, there you are. Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Yes. And if you die right now, you know you go to heaven. Yes. Amen. And it's your desire to join this church and serve the Lord in this place? Yes. Amen. You have followed the Lord in believer's baptism, correct? Yes. Amen. All those in favor of, of accepting Miss um, Nicole in the fellowship of the church, let me know raising your hand. Post same sign. You're in. Justin we met with this morning as well. He has trust. He got saved this summer at camp with us down at the wild. And he is looking forward to getting baptized sometime soon. He said, whenever you set the date, Pastor. So I think this Sunday wouldn't work, Justin, because I'm supposed to empty the baptistry so that uh, Chuck can do decorating back here. Uh, but uh, anyway, we'll get it filled up and we'll get you baptized and let you join the church that way. We would look forward to that together, all right? So if I can get these folks to stay right up here up front so that you know where to find them and uh, you can extend the right hand of fellowship to them. Uh, there's play practice in here, so as quickly as you do that, slip out that way so the play people can uh, start their play practice. And anything else I'm supposed to be announcing? The Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, give you peace, love you all, you are dismissed. God bless. Thank you.